Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. So if you'll take your Bibles um, to Psalm 51, Psalm is uh, in the middle of your Bible. So if you just kind of like take your Bible and try to just kind of slice it in half, open it up, you'll probably find Psalms in Psalm 51. Uh, I'm going to read this for you and um, then I'll tell you what this message is about. Psalm 51. Well, as you're looking at it, I'm not going to keep looking, keep looking. I don't want to get there and discourage you. This is a Psalm of David, uh, King David. David is, um, has already king at this point in time. You have to understand about David's life, though. He was, David was chosen as a king. Remember David and Goliath, he killed a Philistine and, um, and he was anointed king. But he had a significant string of failures in his life. He, um, his eyes caught a woman bathing on a rooftop. If you've ever been into any of these countries, you realize how that could happen. All these rooftop uh, people would, would live in their rooftops. And uh, he saw a woman ba- bathing, Bathsheba. He brings her into his chamber. She's a married woman. He sleeps with her. She gets pregnant. He's like, how am I going to cover this sin? One of his great, great uh, guys in his army um, was Bathsheba's husband. And actually, David says, put him in the front lines so I know that he can be killed. And so we make sure that we can cover this sin. Here's a guy anointed king, God chose him. And guess what? God knows the beginning from the end. He knew David was going to do this. And David finds himself in this situation of such shame. And he writes this psalm. Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. And so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was fraught forth in in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you delight in the truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Goes on to say in verse 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Today's message is called From Shame to Shouts of Joy. From shame to shouts of joy. I'm going to take you on a journey this morning. 
Some of you here are filled with shame. That you're clouded by the guilt and you're carrying the weight of your mistakes. And this morning you're going to leave here jumping up and down for joy. (laughs) Can you remember the very first time you did something a sin, something wrong that was very significant. Probably it's in your childhood. Do you remember that time? When you lied about stealing that cookie that was on the counter? When you stole something from a store? What was that feeling? Go back there for a moment, if you will. Remember that feeling. Now, sometimes conviction, by the way, conviction's from God. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you and saying, ah, don't do that. That's conviction. But what's not from God is shame. It's not from God. But shame is the very thing that cloaks us and covers us to make us run away from God when it's the very purpose that God has for us to come close to him in those times of our mistakes. Interestingly enough, this series is called A Resurrected Life. Resurrected actually means to stand again. And today you're going to understand that our mistakes and our failures have not been the final chapter of your life, that you will stand again. And you shouldn't try to separate yourself from God, but when you understand the truth of what God's word is, you're going to realize that we should run towards God, not away from him. This word in in the scripture, if you look back on Psalm 51, in verse 1, he talks about mercy. Oh God, have abundant mercy on me. God of abundant mercy. David, King David, understood the quality of who God is. That he's merciful. That word mercy actually in the Hebrew is, is actually meaning's womb. Like a mother's womb. Mercy. Think about this for a moment, what a womb is for a baby. It's safe. It's nourishing. It's covering. It's protecting. David uses this word mercy because he understands a quality of God's nature, which is, I want to nurture you in the midst of your sin. I want to cover you in the midst of your failure. I want to create an environment where you can be developed in the midst of your transgression. These three words that David uses, transgression, iniquity, and sin, in verse 2, 1 and 2, Blot out my transgressions. That word transgression is really about the condition that we, st- we find ourselves in after we've sinned. We're transgressors. We've made a mistake and now we are sitting here feeling the guilt and the shame of our mistakes. We're transgressors. He says this. Blot out. 
That word blot really means to erase. If you have a, have a pencil and, and you like to do little sketches and all of a sudden, oh, I made a mistake, you erase it. It no longer shows that it was there. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. That word iniquity actually, it talks about our choices. That, that when we've done something wrong, we've made a choice to do something that was wrong. We, we, we had an iniquity in our life. We chose the wrong path. And cleanse me from my sin. That sin really talks about our act. It was the actual action. But in that sin, it it's also kind of talks about how we miss the mark. That if God's purpose is this direction, and he has a target for us to go here, we've now missed the mark through our sin. Here's a target. God has purposed our lives to, to hit a certain place. Right, we've talked about the last couple of weeks that God has a great plan for each one of you. That God has purposed you for something so significant, but what happens is these, these things get in the way of our life, our own mistakes, our own failures. And what happens is the arrow of our life becomes shattered and broken. We, the tip of our life is gone. The, the feathers which would kind of steer our life is missing and and. Our arrow just is broken. And that's what sin does. And, and he's saying, we cannot even shoot straight any longer because of the sin in our life. And as a result, we miss the mark. We miss the very thing, the very direction that God has for us, the, the great things in store for us. I want us to just go back for a moment to start, to go back to where I started, understanding David's life. God knew that David was going to mess up the way he did. Be a murderer, an adulterer. But yet, God still chose him. How does that make you feel? Because we all, every single one of us in this room have made mistakes in our life. And I think the enemy tries to say to us, you're disqualified, can't use you. Look at all those mistakes and and we hear that voice. We hear that voice and it's not the voice of God. It's the voice of the enemy who wants to keep cloaking shame over us. But when we understand that it actually has nothing to do with God, we call the enemy out for the lie that he has for us. And we go back to the truth and the word of God, which is saying his mercy, the womb that he has for us in the midst of our iniquity, our transgression and sin, what does he do? He places us in an environment where he loves us, he nurtures us and he cares for us, and he develops us. That should give you some hope, church. That should give you a sense of excitement to understand that in the midst of your failures, God doesn't want us to run away from him in shame. He wants us to run toward him with expectation that he's going to develop us. 
the beginning of time when Adam and Eve were in the garden and they sinned, what did they do? They ran away from God and they covered themselves with animal skin and hid with shame. But God says, hello, Adam and Eve, where are you? He pursued them like God is pursuing you. Like God is pursuing you. You see, his presence is meant to shape us, not to shame us. If there's a thing I want you to write down this morning is that his presence is not meant to shame you, it's to shape you. And the very thing that God wants to do in the midst of our sin is the very thing we hide from because we feel so shameful. But when we understand that that's the trick of the enemy, we need to reorient ourselves to say, in the midst of my mistakes, I need to run to God. Because he's the one who is going to shape us. He's not the one to shame us. Why is that? That's why I love the picture of the womb. Because Jesus, when he went to the cross... His blood that was shed for us covers us. It's like that womb covers us. That's why it's a safe environment because mercy covers us from God's holiness. See, God's a holy God. And I love that we we brought some clarification. Somebody else shared this with me uh, while we're in worship. Fire fall down. It sounds almost judgmental, doesn't it? Fire, fall down. It's like, I don't want to get burnt. Come on. Fire, fall down. But his presence, his holiness, when it falls, the only thing it consumes is the junk of our life. It leaves the, the beauty of our life intact. It leaves the way we've been designed intact. All it does is it burns away all the junk of our life. His mercy covers us so his holiness does not consume us. See, we're not consumed in a negative way. It's just the the garbage of our life. The poor decisions, the poor thought patterns, the things we've looked at, when we allow ourselves to come into his presence, he begins to shape us and mold us. But he does it in such an environment that it's safe. That he covers us. He doesn't expose us. He covers us. So there's two choices we have. We can either close up and carry the weight of our sin And that's what shame will do. It's like, I can't let anybody know, let alone God. Can I tell you something? God knows everything. (laughs) You're not hiding from him. He sees it. But we close up. It's like, oh, I can't. I can't let anybody see. So we can either close up and carry the weight of sin or we can open up and let Jesus in. When we let Jesus in, we walk out with freedom. 
We stand up tall, even though we've got mistakes in our past. If I had a whiteboard right here and started listing all the mistakes of my life, you would, you would not believe it. The list is long. But I stand with confidence before you today. Not because of my righteous living, but because of Jesus Christ who paid it all for me. And I don't have to carry the guilt of the shame of my past mistakes. I can walk with confidence knowing that God is shaping me and molding me. My only job is to come into his presence and to keep my life open to Jesus Christ. So we have two choices this morning. We can either close up and carry the weight of sin, or we can open up and let Jesus in. See, the reality is his presence can make us straight again. He can take the broken arrows of our life and and. And he can straighten us back out again and start sharpening us that uh, the points of our life are, are ready to aim straight again at the target. That our lives will now shoot straight again according to God's plans and purposes for us. Resurrected life. King David, a man who came to that place of saying, I can't carry this weight any longer. I've messed up big. But you know, it's not just the big mess ups that make us feel shame. Sometimes it's those little things that we didn't expect that was that they were in us. And all of a sudden, we did that. It's like, ooh, where'd that come from? I'm going to lead you into a time of a chance for you to respond to this word. I think it's really important that, that when God is speaking, that we, we respond to him. So I'm going to pray, and, and as we close out in this song, what I would ask is that you would, if you've been carrying some weight, that's all I'm going to say, just carrying extra weight, that you know that you shouldn't be carrying, know that there is a safe place by coming close to God. And I would like you to respond Just listen to the Spirit. Listen to the Spirit of God. I, I want to make sure that you don't feel like I'm asking you to do anything you're not comfortable with. But I want you to respond by coming up here. Because that act of response is the very act of saying, I'm willing to stand tall again. And I'm going to walk out of here differently today than the way I came in. And I can walk with confidence, my head high, my chest out 
to know that my God loves me. He does not condemn me. He does not shame me, but instead he covers me and he shapes me and he molds me into the image of who he wants me to be so my life could be that straight arrow again, accomplishing the things that he has in store for me. Let's pray. Father, you are so good. You are so good. Your love, your mercy, mercy like a womb covers us. An environment that's safe and warm and and nourishing. In the stillness of this moment, Lord, I pray that we would come to a resolve in our hearts to say, if, I, if we need to respond to you, that this morning I would choose to respond. That I want a resurrected life to stand again. And it's not how many times you fall, because I, I, I hear that voice for some of you. I've done this before, and I've messed up again. And I hear a whisper in my ear that the Lord is saying, it's not how many times you fall, it's how many times you get back up again. Would you respond to him this morning? In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand to our feet and worship together. As you feel like God is speaking to your hearts, Just come up here. I believe that there's freedom found here this morning. As I've been praying this week, I've stirred in my heart, I've been stirring in my heart that God is wanting to do something very significant for some of you. But it's going to take a response from you, an action from you to respond to his word. Let's sing together. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 